Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our top story, new development in the search for suspects in the weekend shooting death of Chicago police officer Arena Preston. We're still awaiting confirmation from police. Five people reportedly have been arrested in connection with the crime. WBBM's Nancy Hardy with the story. Four of the suspects were arrested near 76th and Bishop in Auburn Gresham after an armed standoff with police, according to the Sun-Times. The department says SWAT officers responded at around 8.30 p.m. but did not provide additional details. The paper cites a source in saying a fifth person was arrested separately and police believe they have two shooters among the suspects in custody, as well as Officer Preston's service weapon, which was taken in the shooting early Saturday morning near 8 first in Blackstone. A police spokesman tells WBBM the department has determined the 24-year-old died in the line of duty. Nancy Hardy, 105.9 WBBM. In Waukegan, police are asking for the public's help in finding the person or people responsible for a shooting that left a high school volleyball coach dead over the weekend. According to Waukegan police, 23-year-old Neolis Colazzo was in one of two cars hit by gunfire late Saturday night at 10th and Lewis. The two cars have been traveling in different directions. Chief Edgardo Navarro says in a news release that the driver of the other car was a male who was not hit, but Colazzo was, and she was taken to Vista East Medical Center where she died. Colazzo was a counselor for the Waukegan School District and the boys' freshman volleyball coach at Waukegan High School. The school administration is offering its condolences and says mental health counseling is available to students and staff. Bernie Tafoya, News Radio, 105.9 WBBM. Chicago police have released images of a robbery suspect who attacked a CTA Blue Line rider some three days ago in 1900 Northwestern. You can see the images on our website, WBBMnewsradio.com. Senator Dick Durbin among lawmakers spearheading legislation that will increase funding for trauma care for children. WBBM political editor Craig Delamore has the story from the South Side. The Rise from Trauma Act is a bipartisan bill to provide funding for neighborhood and hospital programs to provide counseling for children who have lived through trauma and training for those counselors. Senator Dick Durbin is one of the lead sponsors. Congressman Danny Davis, the House sponsor, says more of these programs are needed. Not only does it provide resources, but it also provides inspiration and it provides movement uh, medicine and health is like everything else much of it is evolutionary the lawmakers spoke at bright star church which has a trauma care program of its own on East 44th Street, Craig Delamore, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Attorneys for the city of Naperville and the state of Illinois are pushing back against a gun shop owner who wants the U.S. Supreme Court to block Illinois' ban on the sale of assault weapons. Gun shop owner Robert Nevis says the ban violates the Second Amendment. The state in Naperville argue that an injunction is not justified because Bevis's chances of ultimately winning his case are not certain. Justice Amy Coney Barrett last week requested more information from the state and the city about their bans before ruling. First responders saluted their fellow heroes at a West Suburban hospital today. Here's WBBM's Rachel Pearson. A motorcade of fire trucks and ambulances made its way to Rush Copley Medical Center, but it wasn't for an emergency. Aurora Fire Assistant Chief Kevin Nichols says they came out to show their appreciation for hospital staff during National Nurses Week. 
we got into these professions not for the, the thank yous and stuff, but just one thank you goes a long way. Firefighters and EMTs handed out goodie bags and thanked the healthcare professionals for all their hard work. It's great just to feel their support and their love today. Kristen Simmons has been a nurse at Rush Copley for 18 years. She says the gesture carries extra meaning coming from first responders. We always partner together on everything that we do and so having their support and them come out today just to show us that they're always here and supporting us, it means a lot. That's what's happening in Aurora. And Soldier Field was buzzing today with opening ceremonies for the Special Olympics. The national anthem performed by Wayne Mesmer, who was shot in the throat outside a Chicago restaurant in 1994. Among his many inspirational quotes, the spirit of a champion lives inside us all. He sings at Soldier Field for about 2,000 Special Olympics Chicago athletes participating in opening ceremonies for the 2023 Spring Games. Terrence Williams coaches athletes through the Ray Graham Training Center in Chicago. He shares what can be expected each day this week at Dunbar Park on 31st and South Michigan Avenue from 10.30 a.m to 12.30 p.m., weather permitting. All the track and field, from relay to long jumps to the 200-meter to the 100-meter to shock putting, anything that the normal Olympics do. There will also be wheelchair events. All of those events will be wheelchair also. Special Olympics Chicago athletes will compete in more than 25 track and field events throughout the Spring Games 2023, which are always free and open to the public. If you have a chance to check it out, just come out there, man. It's going to be a lot of... Exciting things going on. At Soldier Field, Brandon Ison, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Less than two months to go before the big NASCAR street race in Chicago. And some popular lakefront attractions are already announcing schedule adjustments. The shed will be closed for the weekend of the race, July 1st and 2nd. Additionally, on the Thursday and Friday before the race, as well as the Monday after it, the shed will be open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. instead of its normal 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Field Museum will be operating on its normal schedule of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. the Thursday and Friday before the race weekend, but it will cut back on hours on Saturday and Sunday, opening at 10 a.m. and closing at 4 p.m. The Adler is the only one of the three museum campus institutions that plans to keep regular business hours while the race is in town. But anyone planning to visit any of the popular attractions should keep in mind street closures because of the NASCAR race could impact access to the museum campus. My Martinez, News Radio 105.9 WBBM.